You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this. So, yep. So, so just so y'all know, uh, we used to watch uh, The Bachelor with Baby Girl. Uh, I'm just going to say it straight up. Show is as scripted as a Netflix original. Uh, it is what it is. Chris Harrison every week. Get ready. For all those years we watched it, let alone the 25 or whatever million years it felt like it ran, Chris Harrison every week, get ready. Get ready for the most dramatic episode ever before seen that you will ever see until next week when he says that crap all over again. It's ridiculous. Ridiculousness. But what we're going to read and look at today really happened. No, no incentives, just good old-fashioned drama, dysfunction, and pride. Matter of fact, we tell somebody right now, say, girl, stop. Girl, stop. Oh, that's my title today. Say it one more time. Say, girl, stop. All oh, my guys, I want you to know, don't let the title fool you. I'm talking to you guys, too. Matter of fact, find a male in shouting distance and say, boy, stop. Boy, stop. Online, drop a comment. Will you lift your hands right now? Lord, Lord, it is dramatic, but it is for real. Uh, we help us stop being led by our emotions, by our pride, and by our insecurities. Help us be led by your spirit because your spirit is strong and you are enough no matter what situation or shortage or sickness or anything, any other circumstance we're facing. You are enough. Help us make you enough. And Matter of fact, Catalyst, can we say that together with authority? Can we say, you're enough? You're enough. Online, drop a comment, say it from your room, say, you're enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Get ready for the... Mo- no, I'm just playing. You can be seated. I'm just playing. So, Jacob. So, uh, I've talked about Jacob a few times this year already. Jacob had two wives. Had two wives. Two wives. I know what you're thinking, so I'm going to say it. Yes, he's a dummy because both of his wives were sisters. They were sisters. That's just stupid. Really stupid. It's not just wrong. It's stupid. And uh, he had two wives. One of them, he loved, he loved Rachel. He got tricked into marrying Leah. So what did he do? He took both of them. These are their names in Hebrew. I told y'all, remember, this is the last year saying names more than a name. For all our new people, this is the finish of our series, Name Changer Equals Game Changer, because a name is more than a name in the scripture. It is truly a definition, and we have to change the definition to be able to change our lives. Their names, Leah. Leah in Hebrew means this. Tell me this ain't 2020, not just 2022. It's me and you. Delicate or weary? Don't act like you ain't delicate or weary in some areas, some days. Some of you, every day, you were delicate and weary at some point, maybe all day. Matter of fact, tell somebody he's talking to you. Leah's name in Hebrew meant delicate or weary. Rachel means, ew. I'm just playing. That's a female sheep. I had to do that. That's not so 2022. Uh, Yeah, it is. Sorry. Oh, man. Ah, digress. Here we go. Here we go. So, you know, we always talk about squirrel moments, right? Like, we have squirrel moments. Everybody's like, ADD, attention deficit disorder. And, and, and my wife will say, squirrel. Or, or you'll say, squirrel. Oh, I just had a squirrel moment. I, uh, I'm not making this up. Well, it's not really a thing, but it is a thing because I'm making it up, but it's really a reality. You know what I'm saying? I believe we have sheep moments. I do. We don't just have ADD, attention deficit disorder. We have EDD. Uh, emotional deficit disorder. Matter of fact, can we say that together? Say, sheep. 
<laughs> I've turned it into one of those dads, man. I'm not, it's too late for this. I can't get irrelevant tomorrow. I got stuff to do. Ah! We just say that together. Say, she. Oh, man, we have EDD. Uh, so uh, we, we basically are distracted by the next goal, the next thing that we think will fulfill us, will make us feel loved, valuable, confident, content. I could go on and on and eventually find a word that fits what you're grasping for, trying to get. Tell somebody, say, she. <laughs> Matter of fact, straight up. So Isaiah said it best in the Old Testament. Don't take my word for it. He said, we all like sheep have gone astray. Emotional deficit disorder, not just our attention span, our emotions. We're just led, distracted, uh, and it's because you are, we are delicate or weary. Delicate or weary. And I want you to see that was Leah's name, Rachel's name, and honestly, it's our name every time we choose it to be. And I want you to straight up know, uh, 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 Leah and Rachel love the Lord. They love the Lord deeply. Before we jump in, they still love the Lord deeply. Deeply, They didn't love and respect themselves enough to be able to receive God's love in the way he intended for us all to receive it. You may love Jesus. I love Jesus. But if we're not careful, you're going to exhaust yourself to death or either out of living. You're going to exhaust yourself to death or out of living. And before we jump into this scripture, because these girls play games, 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 trying to fill a void that only God can fill. And I'm going to show you guys, girls, everybody, kids, old people, young people, middle-aged people, we do it every day. This is his 2022 of a story. More than you care to admit, it's going to hit you in the heart. It's going to hit your home if you really want to see it for what it is. So here's the thing. Rachel... Leah, uh, Jacob didn't love Leah. He was tricked into marrying Leah. Leah craved Jacob's love, okay? Rachel had Jacob's love. Rachel wanted to give him children so that she could feel worthy of his love. I'm going to say that again before we jump into this scripture and these terms because it's very important for you to hear me. Leah was craved, she craved Jacob's love. Rachel had Jacob's love. She wanted to have children by him so that she could feel worthy of his love. And we do it in different ways all the time. Matter of fact, let's jump into this. Tell somebody, say, stop. stop. I'll eliminate the girl or boy. We'll just say, stop. Say it one more time. Say, stop. stop. You're probably going to say it a lot today. I want to start this craziness sideways stories. I want to start it in Genesis 29. I'm going to teach a lot today in between a preaching. Is that okay? Can I teach today? Because we really need to grow. We need to know that this is for real. Uh, Genesis uh, 29, it says this. When the Lord saw, we're going to start with Leah's craziness. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, she craved Jacob's love. He enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. Rachel wanted to have his children to feel worthy of the love that he had for her. Verse 32, so Leah became pregnant. Hey, I'm going to prove my love for you. I'm going to make you some babies because sister can't. I'm telling you, getting bread in the oven ain't going to fix your relationship or your life. I promise you it's going to make it worse. I'm just saying. Uh, so Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben. For she said, the Lord has noticed my misery. And now my husband will love me. Reuben in Hebrew means behold a son. 
Leah was saying, Jacob, look, behold, I'm, I'm worthy. I gave you a baby. See me. Notice me. Love me. You see what I did for you? All of us, we want to be seen, we want to be noticed, and we will do crazy stuff in our jobs, our marriages, in our family, our friends. We will burn people to the ground because the root cause is we want to be noticed. Behold, Jacob, not behold God. Jacob, see me. We want to be seen, we want to be noticed, we want to be valued. And what happens is we find that thing that we think will fill us, that it will fulfill us, that it will make us happy. It will give us what we've been praying to fill. And what happens is it doesn't work because it won't. It won't. Nothing will really make you feel fulfilled until Jesus does first. Your creator is where you're complete. Paul said in him we are made complete. And it will never work. You're going to exhaust yourself to death or out of living. So what do we do? We either go on to the next thing, which a lot of people, they just never finish anything. We go on to the next thing to feel worthy, or we do what Leah did, and we keep doing the same thing over like it's going to do something different. So what did Leah do? Verse 33, it says, she soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. Let's try this again. She named him Simeon, for she said, the Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Simeon means, in Hebrew, hearing. Rachel saying, you hear me, God? He is the answer to my prayer. You heard me. My husband is going to love me. He is going to be what I've always wanted in a husband since I was a little girl. You heard me. No, Leah, you're grasping. You're desperate. You're delicate and weary. And don't you dare judge her because I know that there's probably a lot of marriages in this place or a lot of marriages that are no longer that are represented in this place that you try to fix your marriage by having babies or by trying to compete for attention and it just burnt the bridge that much faster because your spouse can't give you what only God can give you. That drug can't give you what God can only give you. Your bank account rolling, raining can't give you what God created a space that only he was created to fill. You'll spend your life trying. You'll either die exhausted or never truly live. Till somebody says, stop! 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 But she didn't. Because she probably thought third time was a charm like we do. But it's not. It's never a charm. Not this type of stuff at least. Verse 34. Then she became pregnant a third time. And gave, I'm telling you, we do the same junk. Verse 34, then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son, and he was named Levi. For she said, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. I heard somebody say what I always like to say. Say with me. Say, third time. Levi means attachment. She was holding out hope that her husband would be attached to her, that this would cause him to fall in love with her and to do life with her and to live with her uh, because uh, she li- he lived with Rachel, and we're going to see that later because he didn't love Rhea. He just had, Leah. He just had babies with her. Um, I'm just saying for what it is, the Bible says it, not me. 
And you, 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 you're, you're like judging. You're like, man, man, she's just like, that's just crazy. Man, do you know all the money and time and energy that every one of us in seasons of our life, you probably, some of you do it right now today. You're thinking about how you can do it after church. You were trying to be noticed. You were trying to be seen. You were trying to be affirmed. You want that love from a relationship and a spouse. You were trying to be respected. You want to be taken seriously. You want it so bad. And I'm going to tell you something. When the dopamine, the dopamine hits you get from social media likes, shares, and comments, they will not last. The success of your kids will never make you feel significant and cause you to respect yourself. Let them go to the top. It won't, make, it won't get you there. You can have all the love, respect, power, and money in the world, and I'm going to tell you straight up, it will not be enough till somebody says, stop. Stop. It is going to leave you empty and you are going to exhaust yourself. You are going to exhaust yourself either to death or out of living. What you do? She actually made a little better move right here. It's the last good move she would make. Verse 35. Once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah, which, by the way, this is the bloodline of Jesus, Judah. For she said, now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children because at least for a season, for a small season at least, Leah started seeking God instead of Jacob. Judah in Hebrew means praise. The line of the tribe of Judah that, that ended up producing Jesus Christ, his name, Judah, means praise. I'm telling you, I don't just tell you to praise to hype me up. Praise will pull you out of pits. Matter of fact, I'll preach on that story some other time. I was talking to a fellow pastor this week. Praise will pull you out of some things. So at least for a season, Leah came out of the pit she was in because she started praising God instead of trying to get the praise of Jacob. But I want to shift right now. Can I just shift for a minute? I want to get to Rachel because I ain't picking on, I'm picking on both. I'm picking on all three of them when it's all said and done because Jacob was negligent. Jacob acts like it's okay just to go sleep with your wife when you want to or when you get to. It's ridiculous. Jacob is just as guilty in all this. I'm just talking about them right now because I, I talked about Jacob a few weeks ago. Rachel. When Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. She pleaded with Jacob, give me children or I'll die. You just say that when me. Say, girl, stop. Girl, stop. You did that when you're hungry. I, I, our kids do that. I'm just, Angie even does that. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to pick on her for me. She'll be like, I'll be a better person when I get some food in me. I'm like, Psh, please. <laughs> if food causes you to treat me like this, we need to talk. You need to get some, you need to get to, Give me some children around them. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob's not one of those husbands. He's one of those husbands that lets her belly ache and doesn't challenge her. And I'm telling you, that's not a good spouse. All my wives, challenge your husbands. Tell them when, they, when they're full of crap. My wife does it to me and I need it. She'll do it in front of me in front of a crowd. Embarrass me. I'm like, dang, for real, babe? <laughs> then Jacob was furious with Rachel. Am I God? He asked. He's the only one who has kept you from having children. Like you coming home taking it out on me, the conversation you didn't have with your co-worker, I didn't do a thing to you. Don't come at me like this. This ain't my fault. I don't deserve this. She came home projecting. i give me children or I'll die. Yeah. Say it with me. Let's do that. Say, girl, stop. Get out of here with that mess, man. That's why I tell Well, I know I'm in a war when I tell Angie, get out of here with that mess. It's like, oh, I just ruined a couple days. Don't stop me from saying it, though. (laughs) 
Then Rachel told him, you know, Rachel had this bright out of it there. Take my maid Bilhah, their servant, their maid, and sleep with her. She will bear children for me. And through her, I can have a family too. Right now, Jacob should literally say, girl, stop, walk out the room, because he should learn this lesson from his granddaddy, Abraham, who did this bunch of bull. Because I'm going to tell you why he should have learned it, because we're still dealing with tension in the Middle East because of the dumb mistake he made several thousand years ago. Tell somebody, say, girl, stop. But in this position, tell Jacob, say, boy, stop. But you know what? He didn't. He did what we all do, say, EDD. E-D-D. Joker just answered, enabled her insecurities. So Rachel gave her servant, Bilhah, to Jacob as a wife, and he slept with her. Bilhah became pregnant. Ah, she was manipulating like crazy. Bilhah became pregnant and presented him with a son. Rachel named him Dan, for she said, God has vindicated me. God did it. It's also media. We all talk about, God did this. No, you did it. Shut up. I do it too. I'm human. We're all human. We do the same stuff. That's why you're predictable. It's because I'm predictable. We're all predictable. God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Bill Hub became pregnant again. Hey, why not get two? Yeah, because it's going to work, really. Not say stop. Then Bill Hub became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. Rachel named him Naphtali, for she said, I have struggled hard with my sister competition, comparison, and I am winning. Don't you dare judge her. Don't you dare judge her. You get on social media, you're like, I got mine. I got my promotion. I got my man. I got my woman. Where are my haters at that told me? You want to smear everybody's face in it? They told me that I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Look at my blessing. Look at my blessing. Look at what God did. No, you're doing it. You talk too much. And I'm going to tell you, what. here's the thing. Who are you trying to talk into it? Because here was their names. Dan means judgment. In other words, Dan's name, Rachel named her, named her son Judgment, which means, God, this baby is proof that God loves me. He sees me. I'm worthy. Naphtali means wrestle. I have wrestled with my sister. You remember their husband later on, Jacob. I told you he would wrestle with God, and he would wrestle the white, right way. Where Naphtali, the name of this baby means I'm winning. I'm better than my sister. I'm enough. You can, Jacob, this is the I'm all woman. I'm all man. Listen. We do it on social media. And we're and here's the thing. Who are you trying to talk it into? Who are you trying to talk into it? You know why I don't engage in conversations, in text, in social media? I won't even talk to you in the lobby about stuff I don't want to talk about. You know why? Because I'm not trying to talk you into anything. The question is, when you're constantly projecting, putting it out there, posting, I got the best marriage in the world, I got all this, when you constantly, who are you trying to get to believe it? Because when you put it out there all the time and you're always having strife in your life and your social media account and your marriage, at the end of the day, you're trying to get them to affirm something that you don't even believe. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't start living your worth and, and believing it's higher nobody else is going to raise the price for you this kid is proof proof these kids are proof that God is for me and I told you that Leah at least for a season started praising God not trying to get Jacob's praise but it changed because she would retaliate oh actually I'm not going to go there yet I want to show you how desperate Rachel is because we are all delicate and weary. We're sheep. 
I love the translation of this passage where he's telling, saying, I want to have a baby. I want you to have a baby with my maid. Uh, and it's ancient culture for a surrogate mother. There's a better translation that says, I want to bear a baby on my knees. I'm reading NLT. This is, I think, KJV or, or New King James Version. I want to bear a baby on my knees. What that means is back then when you had a surrogate mother situation, the surrogate mother had to sit on the adopted mother's knees there in birth and insemination. And if you think that's weird, what's worse than it being weird is it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't do it for her. It didn't do it for her. It kept her empty. We do it all the time. You'll trade sex for attention. You'll trade sex for attention. You'll let them treat you, mistreat you because you crave the love of a mother or father. You crave the acceptance and approval of your promotion and you will just keep letting them mistreat you. You'll pour into your kids and pressure your kids because you feel like, man, if I can just feel this, we are all desperate at times. Well, we all think we're desperate because we're delicate and we're weary. Tell somebody right now, say, stop. Stop. You've got to stop. You've got to stop. Leah would retaliate. And this is where it, can, it gets sideways from here. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore. So she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Hey, why not even the score? Let me give you my maid, Jake. Tell somebody, say stop. Just stop. Soon Zilpah presented him with a son. Leah named him Gad. For she said, how fortunate I am. Gad in Hebrew means troop or good fortune. His name literally means pawn. It means pawn. He was a soldier, a soldier for his mama's security. A soldier for his mama's security. Gad was used. Don't act like you don't, you've never used people for your own purposes and opportunities for your own purposes. Gad. You got it, man. You do. You'll villainize your baby or baby daddy or baby mama. You'll villainize them. Make your kids hate them. And I'm telling you, that won't help your kid. It'll hurt them, but it won't help you. It'll hurt them. Gad, troop, good fortune, pawn. You're constantly trying to use people and opportunities to make you feel like you're something or somebody. Why not try it again, you know? Leah had two. Or Rachel had two. Why not even the score? Tell somebody, say, stop. Galatians chapter 30, it says, Then Zilpha gave Jacob a second son, and Leah named him Asher. For she said, what joy is mine. Now the other women will celebrate 
with me. Asher in Hebrew means happy. She ain't happy. You ain't happy. All the other women will celebrate me. No, that won't get you celebration. And even if they celebrate you, it won't be enough. Happy. I'm going to tell you, pretending to be happy, Catalyst, will not make you happy. Pretending to have money will not make you confident. Pretending to have a good marriage won't get you a good marriage. Pretending to be okay when you're not okay will not make you okay. Tell somebody, say, stop. Her son's name meant what she was pretending to be, happy. It won't make, it won't be enough. The promotion won't be enough. The degree will not be enough. Pretending will not make it enough. Pretending will make it hurt worse for longer. That's why we are a church that we believe in the rawness of honesty. Hey, you may hear ushers or other people saying some words that you're like, man, this is, I thought this was church. You know what? We believe in honesty. Not pretentiousness. It's about to get even worse, more sideways. Tell somebody, say stop, say stop, stop, stop. They didn't stop though. Verse 14, it says, One day during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel begged Leah, give me some of your son's mandrakes. I want to stop right there. What mandrakes are is they were fruit. They were actually nicknamed back then uh, love fruit or, or uh, love apple because it was believed in those times that they helped infertility. So Rachel wanted them. She was desperate. Leah's son found them. I want your mandrakes. I want your mandrakes. I want to have a baby. Check this out. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my mandrakes too? Rachel answered, I will let you sleep. I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight. If you give me some mandrakes. Two conniving women playing at each other's insecurities. Men, you do it too. I'm just preaching about two females today. You are ju- we are just as emotional. Don't let our culture say women are more emotional than us. We are more emotional. We just have a problem worse than theirs. We, don't, we keep our mouth shut too much. You're scared to be vulnerable. You think it, they just said it. So that evening as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son, not our son, my son found because he lived with Rachel because he loved Rachel. He didn't live with Leah, so he didn't spend much time with her. Is how sad is it that this woman was so desperate that she paid for her husband's attention and intimacy like he was a gigolo? Oh, it looks different in 2022, but we do it. We do it with a lot of relationships, not just our, our marriages and our significant others. We do it. We do it. It's so sad. We try so hard. We spend so much money wanting affirmation. We want people to tell us that we're good. We want people to say thank you. Like we literally do something for the thank you. We're hungry. 
I've seen people do ministry for the affirmation, and I'm telling you, they will get crushed. If you do good things for the right reason or good things for the wrong reasons, it will crush you. I've been in this thing long enough. I've seen people that will that are long, that haven't just walked away from ministry; they've walked away from church because if you do it good or right for the wrong reasons, it will crush you. If you're a parent for the wrong reasons, if you're a boss for the wrong reasons, if you're a husband and wife for the wrong reasons, it will crush you. You're not bad at being married. You're bad at being you. I love this next part, by the way, because this, this don't feel good. Verse 17. So they, right? they slept together, right? And verse 17 says, And God answered Leah's prayers. God will let you, he will allow you to get what you're asking for so that you see that it's not what you need. You beg God for it, eventually he may give it to you and and that'll be the very thing that takes the rug out from under your life because he'll sometimes give you what you want to find out it's really not what you want and it's not enough. He answered Leah's prayers, sincere prayers. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Issachar for she said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Issachar in Hebrew, y'all, I'm telling you, we fool ourselves, means reward. Look at me, Jacob, I'm a good wife. Look at this selfless thing I did for you. I did it for you. I gave my servant for you so that you could have a son. I did it for you. No, Leah, you didn't do that for Jacob. You did that for Leah. You named your son what you were trying to feel like you were doing because you were grasping and you were going to exhaust yourself, Catalyst, just like them. You're going to exhaust yourself to death or out of living. She didn't do that for him. She did that for her. She did that for her. Your marriage, your job, ministry, we do it for the same reason that an addict does drugs. We do it for a fix. Yeah, you want to get the promotion at work. You want to get the man to pay you attention, the woman to nurture you and give you what your mama and daddy didn't, but only God can give that to you. And you don't realize that we do, we say all the right things, we do all the right things. You spend your life in church preaching about the love and grace of God, but you're truly preaching and projecting it because you've never received it for yourself. It is the same motives that a drug addict goes for their fix or alcoholics go for their alcohol. You can't dress it up and you deceive yourself just like Leah when you think anything otherwise. And I'm telling you this because his love needs to be a reality in your life. And before it to be a reality, it's got to be yours. It's got to be yours. Bible says about sin, which sin is simply missing the mark. The dysfunctional things you do, even if they look good on the surface, is sin. The Bible says that that temptation uh, comes from our own desires. Good things. It doesn't say our dysfunctions. It says our defects. It says desires. And it entices us and drags us away. God will drag, or excuse me, the enemy or any enemy will drag you away from the will of God in your life by the good things. You're you're looking for the tornado to hit your house. You're looking for worst case scenario. I ain't looking for that. I tell my kids and I don't even lock our doors. They get mad at me because what I'm afraid of is the living, not the dead. I'm not afraid of worst case scenario. I'm afraid of this slow fade of bitterness and anger that takes you over day by day. And before you know it, you are unrecognizable. It is that that 
will take your life and rob you of what God wants to give you. I ain't afraid of robbers. Hey, I'm going to give it my best shot and I'm a winner either way. I'm afraid of losing myself over time with any situation or season. Leah was pretending. The joke was on her though because the Bible says if a man thinks of himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You trying to do all the good things for the wrong reasons? Let me tell you what the Bible says. It says your works are a filthy rags to God. And by the way, when, when that's in the Old Testament, that's talking about tampons. Rags, Mr. Rags. God was serious. He said, that's what your works mean to me because God wants nothing from you. He wants everything for you. And what he asks of you and what he, what he, his commandments that will make you feel or, or make his love, con- make you content and complete, they are not heavy. They are not burdensome, the Bible says. They are for your benefit. But what we do is we try everything else until we have nothing left but him. And Leah did this. She was grasping, playing games. Tell somebody, say, stop. Genesis chapter 30. It says, then Leah, or verse 19, it says, then Leah became pregnant again. Why not try it again? We tried. You've been trying it for years with whatever your thing is. You've been trying it for years. Don't judge her for having another one. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulun, for she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect, for I have given him six sons. Zebulun in Hebrew means dwelling. She was one last ditch effort to say, Lord, let my husband live with me, dwell with me, love me, do life with me. One last ditch effort, six kids, and it wasn't enough because it was never going to be enough because Jacob wasn't just Wrong in himself. He, it was a setup for failure to be somebody's rescuer because you cannot take their place. You cannot take the place of God. It's unfair to your spouse. It's unfair to your boss. It's unfair to your kids. She, verse twenty-one. Later, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Dinah. Scholars will talk about her meaning, and most scholars agree that her name means nothing symbolically significant because Leah was done. Default mode, empty. Leah exhausted herself out of living. She robbed herself of life, trying to feel worthy of life, trying to feel, find her, get her worth by the love of Jacob. And Jacob could have never given it. He didn't do a good job trying, but he could never truly give what only God could give her. And this woman finally had one last child, a daughter, Dinah. And her name means nothing symbolic because she was done trying. And if you think that's sad... Wait till you hear what happened to Rachel because it's way worse. Verse 22, it says, Then God remembered Rachel's plight. Notice it didn't say prayers. It said plight right there. Because you've been manipulating. You've been trying to get attention. You've been trying to up your, uh, up your employee. You've been trying to manipulate to get the job and the promotion. You've been trying to undermine. You've been gossiping, trying to get it. You've been trying to turn people against you. You've been trying to get it. You know, Gad, remember Gad, it means uh, soldier troop. You've been trying to rally other people to your side. You've been trying so hard in the issue because you want to feel right about it. And what happens is you're empty and it says her plight, your plight, our plight. God remembers Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She had two by her servant, but now she's pregnant. She became pregnant. Oh, my gosh, y'all, y'all got to hear me right now. I'm begging you to listen. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said. 
And she named him Joseph. For she said, may the Lord add yet another son to my family. Joseph's name in Hebrew means may he add. This woman got everything that she poured her entire life into, everything she thought she wanted, and it wasn't enough. She wanted that other one. I got it. I'm believing for another one. It wasn't enough. This woman poured her life. She ran her sister in the grave, emotionally and mentally, trying to earn what Leah didn't have. And this woman literally gets an answer to her prayers. And she names her son, I want another one. I want another. I want another one because I promise you when you get the raise you'll want another one and not for the bills for your own for your own self-respect you'll get the girl or the guy and it won't be enough you'll lose a million pounds and go to the gym 18 times a week a day whatever and I'm telling you you'll have a beautiful body and it'll be hollow on the inside because it won't be enough you can have all the success everybody you, you can make your mom and daddy proud and you thought that's what you always wanted and I'm telling you it won't be enough it won't be enough. I did it. Man, this church was man, this church was booming before COVID. And it felt too good up here. My whole life. All these diagnoses and people are listening to me. And I realized it wasn't enough. I just wanted more. I wanted growth. I wanted it won't be enough. Whatever, it won't be enough. I swear to you, it will not be enough. You're gonna exhaust yourself out of life or to death or out of living she got pregnant again oh she got another one Genesis 35 it says and after a hard delivery the midwife finally exclaimed don't be afraid you have another son Rachel was about to die die giving birth to everything that she thought would make her give her what she wanted but with her last breath she named the baby Benoni which means in Hebrew son of my sorrow the baby's father, Jacob, says, however, no, he called him Benjamin. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not letting my kid get defined by that. We've done this crap enough. Say, stop. Which means son of my right hand, Benjamin, which would be his name. Rachel died trying to live. Leah never got to live. She tried so hard. Rachel died. Because whether you have health problems, because you're trying too hard, or hard problems, emotional heart issues, it will not be enough, y'all. It will not be enough. It will not be enough. You can get to the top of the mountain or die trying, but God, you cannot. It won't be enough. God can only give you what you deeply desire. And you won't even be able to enjoy what God gives you completely until you realize that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Your, other people's opinion cannot be your identity. The wounds from your past, the, what people say about you can't be your identity. It will never be enough, Catalyst. It will never be enough. Delicate, weary sheep, we all like sheep have gone astray. But until we come and drink from the water that Jesus said, he said, whosoever will may come and drink from the water of life freely. Freely. It will never be enough, y'all. It's a train wreck if you don't. It'll never be enough. And these 12 sons, these 12 sons, 
by these two women would make up what we call in the Bible the 12 tribes of Israel. Because remember a few weeks back I said God would change Jacob's name to Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel. And throughout the Old Testament, there's going to be, you'll see tons of bloodshed from these 12 boys. Because it all started with two, actually three, because Jacob hurting people who hurt people and raised kids to hurt people. Because until you find healing and wholeness, all you know how to really do is hurt and hurt yourself first. These three people had the same opportunities we have. But they kept grasping, going to wells that drew, that kept, they kept drawing from wells that made them empty. And we get an opportunity to say no more, to say stop. Say it right now, say stop. Online, stop. Whatever you're doing, it won't satisfy you. Stop. Paul was able to do what he did and be hated by people that he built a life and went to college with and he preached the gospel and they beheaded him because he said, in him I'm made complete. In him I'm made complete. Everything else is dung. His love is all that matters. And I don't know what you're feeling today. I don't know what other people have made you feel. I don't know what your past has made you feel. But you need to stop right now. There's got to be a line that you cross and say everything else. No more. I'm not pulling from that. Success won't do it. Respect won't do it. You've got to say, Jesus, you are enough. And I promise you he's enough. Jesus said, come to me all who were weary, delicate and weary. Come to me, Leah's. All my Leah's, he says, come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me, all my people that are tired, you're weary, you're like Leah. You may be making a ton of money, raising good kids, but you're exhausted. You're trying to get something and trying to feel satisfaction that only comes from him. And Jesus said, come to me, Leah's, all my Leah's, Rachel's, all my sheep that are like emotionally, you're distracted, you're constantly, you're trying to find your footing, you're trying to hit your stride, but you keep just getting distracted by the next thing. You think this will do it for me. Getting married will do it for me. Listen, you know how you're going to be a married person one day? You'll be the same type of married person as you were single. So if you don't find wholeness now, get ready for a hell of a marriage because you won't find it then. Come to me, Rachel's. Come to me, Rachel's. And I will give you rest. What do we do, Jacob? Jacob, Jacob's name, what it mean? It meant, it meant go around, circumvent, because there's things in our life that we go around instead of through. Oh my Jacobs, Jesus, you're constantly trying to go around it. You don't want to have the conversation. You don't want to make the decision. Jacob's name in around. You got to hit some things head on. And Jesus said, this is how you do it. Come to me, all my Jacobs, all my people who have manipulated, who have you, you have been a con man or a con woman trying to get your way. And Jesus said, all who are weary and carry heaven burdens, burdens, come to me, Jacobs. Peter's, all my Peter's, his name meant rock. You know that man wanting to rock. 
But Jesus will make you solid. Jesus will take what you never got as a child. You don't know anything but peace. You grew up in strife. You don't know how to be tender with your kids because all you've ever been, all you've ever been treated is aggressively and, and with harshness. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he will make you solid like he did Peter. He says, come to me, Peter, because I will make you unstoppable. All my stubborn people, you don't have to die trying to live. Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. All my souls, we started this series, you got something to prove. My souls, soul means elite. First, you got nothing to prove. Look, why have you been worried about what everybody thinks? Look at where that's gotten you. Jesus says, come to me, all my prideful people that, are, that care too much what other people think about them and why they do what they do. Jesus said, come to me. You don't have to fight your battles on social media. You don't have to prove your point to your boss. You don't have to prove that you're enough to your coaches, young people. If they don't play you, you keep, you come to Jesus. He will humble you. Jesus said, Jesus said, I will exalt the those who humble themselves. Come to me, Peters. Come to me, Sauls. Come to me. Come to me. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.